I guess my goal is always to help people fulfill their goals, whether that's to go to a beginner novice course or whether that's to win a training level or whether that's to go to a five-star. That's sort of always been my fundamental goal and how I figure out what's important to me and who I'm going to work for and why I'm going to work for them is people who I can help them get to their goal. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, Karen, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Cowboy Magic, for sponsoring the show. So what do we have this week? This week we have Cowboy Magic Super Body Shine. Oh, yeah. It's formulated to give hair a super shine, helps repel show ring dust, and dries fast. And they added aloe vera to strengthen and condition hair and skin. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. Fantastic very, stuff. Very important. Aloe vera. It's like... It's good stuff. The wonder plant. Yes, you it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, love the stuff. I even drink the stuff. It's a little funky, but... Do you? Yeah, mm. It's good mm. stuff. Inside and out, Karen. <laughs> and I rub it all over my face because I get sunburned so easy. But that's another story. <laughs> the face Karen makes... <laughs> I'm going to stay on track. So thank you, Cowboy Magic. The Cowboy Magic Super Body Shine. Get your shine on. Get out there. Shine them up. And then it helps repel that dust. So when you're going around the ring, your horse is the one to still stay shining while everyone else is getting all dusty and covered up. So, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. So thanks a lot, Cowboy Magic. Fall is here, and that means winter is on the way. What better way to keep warm than purchasing a running goat jumpsuit? Go to RedingGoatEquestrian.com and enter MLE40 to receive $40 off your purchase. This is Stephanie Dean. I am calling in from the EMO Equine Insurance Agency with your tip of the week. I'm here to talk about care, custody, and control. What I would highly recommend on a daily basis is anybody who is a trainer um, or provides riding instruction or maybe has a barn with a couple of non-doned horses in your care. What I would recommend for anybody that does any kind of training or boarding or anybody who has any non-doned horses in their care, custody, or control. If you're found negligent in some sort of way that causes an injury to that non-doned horse, do you have the right coverage for that? Your typical general liability policy does not pay for injuries that are sustained to a non-doned horse in your care. This is an important endorsement that I would recommend to anybody that has non-doned horses. Um, If you're found negligent in some sort of way that causes injury and that horse needs to be vetted, you have varying limits that you can choose from that would apply per horse. Or if something were to really go awry in a bad accident, you would have a secondary limit that applies for a maximum loss or if more than one horse was injured. There are varying limits depending on the uh, carrier that you go with um, and there are Um, the amount of horses that you have on hand also plays a role in this endorsement, but is a very important endorsement that I do recommend to any of our trainers or anybody that does any boarding to have this endorsement on their liability policy. Feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 800-347-3552 if you want to further discuss it with me. 
I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And Karen, we've got a super, super special guest today on the Major League Eventing Podcast. You can't wait. You can't wait for this one. We're so excited. We have cross-country course builder and the owner of ETB Equine Construction Company, Mr. Eric Bull. Eric, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Awesome, oh. awesome, awesome. Eric, so excited. Karen. Busy guy. Busy guy. He's all over the place. Um I can't wait to get into talking to Eric because, you know me, I'm a dork when it comes to cross-country <laughs> and stuff like that. So I, I, I've been dying to talk to Eric. Eric, we always like to start the show just finding out where you're coming to us from. We know you're always traveling around. Can you tell us, where are you right now? I'm at uh, Fairhill working on the new five-star. Oh, wow. Oh, that is exciting yeah. stuff. Here. Holy smokes. You know, we got to yeah, get right into it's it. big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this your first time? Uh, I, I Normally... We're just going to jump right in. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go right in. Do you, um, is this your first time building a a cross-country course, like basically on fresh ground, like right out of the ground? No, I mean, I've been building cross-country courses from scratch for 15, 20 years now. I think the first one that I built up out of the ground was Southern Pine. Wow. Probably the first one that I built from nothing to something. I no longer work there, but I did get it from nothing to a running event built. We built out all the levels, beginner novice through advanced. And I was probably there maybe 10 years. Wow. That is awesome. Mm. It's a shame. We didn't know you were in town still. We, we live right down the street. I know. met you in person <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> sat down in front of you there. But, uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how's that construction going? What's, uh, it's, it's exciting stuff. Ian Stark is the course designer, correct? Yeah. Ian's great. I've not worked with Ian before. But he's got big, big ideas. Um, he he wants mounds and ditches and waters and lots of. It's just all it's all big and grand and <laughs> it's super cool. I mean it it's fun to do a five star. I've wanted to do a five star since I got into this business and haven't had the opportunity yet. Here we go. It's going to be the best yeah, in the whole it's world. It's going to be the best one. It's going to be the best in the whole world. I know it. <laughs> Can you tell me? So we're so we're Karen and I have been going to the Fairhill, the 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 the, the one that just passed. You know that the now now four star was three star, and at that that right. side of the park is near and dear to our heart. And it has so much terrain and things like that. What's the side mm-hmm. of the horse park like? Or I don't want to call it a horse park. Yeah. Fairhill's property. What's it like over there? Is there terrain? What's 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 it like as far as elevation change and stuff? Does it have all the, the everything the other side does? Yeah, the, the new property is very similar to the old property. Okay. It it does roll quite a bit. It changes. Um, it goes over streams, through woods, into fields. Um, I know that there's been a lot of rumor that there ha- that there's no grade change on the new cross country course, which isn't fair at all. I think a lot of people have only ever seen the portion along Route 213 that you see along the timber track. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a little bit flat and straight. I mean, obviously, if you're driving along the side of a road, there is no grade change in the road. If you get out on, uh, on foot and walk around, you'll see uh, uh, that stretch along 213 that looks boring does have a lot of grade change. And that, that grade change and oscilla- oscillation in the ground continues all the way throughout the cross-country course. Wow. Um, if you've been to the sawmill field and you've ridden there, you know how much grade change there is in that field. And the five-star does a big loop out through that field also before it returns back 
to the uh, grandstands. Okay. Awesome. Man, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, we I are can't so wait. excited. I mean, literally, we're 10 minutes away. We've been watching the construction. We're, you know, right now, you see every once in a while, there's some um, people are taking pictures of airplanes. It looks like now there's a steeplechase track, and it looks like they're sodding the track. So are they going to sod the cross-country course as well to give it a head start and grow in grass? The cross-country course will not be sodded. It'll just be um, hydro-seeded, and um, you know we'll oversee it again, and we'll just keep keep trying until we get great grass. Oh, okay. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. And and um, I remember there was some talk about like the the and this was planned that the that the course will be kind of like a four and a half star next year. Or do you think that's actually the case? Or do you think it'll be kind of five star, like like robust right out of the get? For I think. I think so long as you keep Ian involved, it's going to be a five-star, maybe a five-and-a-half, maybe a six. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, well. Hey, new kid on the block's going to going to, going to rule the world. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think he plans on doing the, the legitimate five-star to, to get started. A five-star should be a five-star. A three-star should be a three. Mm-hmm. And That's on we go. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That is awesome. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited. Is there anything, and I know you can't tell us you know, all about it, but is there anything on the plans that you're looking at and you're saying, oh, man, this is going to be cool. Like, this is something new and the latest and the greatest. No, I think it's all, right now we're just doing all the dirt pieces, which are, you know, again, as we started off saying, there's, you know, lots of big bounds and down into waters and up over, all the ditches are big and they go over big, culverts and there's a lot of big undulations and groundwork type things none of it's terribly new i mean it's all sort of the same thing i'm sure he's going to come and hang you know corners and ditches uh, corners and all kinds of things over top of these pieces of dirt work wow holy smokes we haven't really sort of talked through the whole i'm sure he has a plan but i have either i haven't he hasn't said it or i haven't heard the second part of it, I've only been able to focus on this part. Right, yeah, right, right. right. Holy smokes! And then you and you have the the contract to build all of the cross country jumps. Is that is that correct, or do you have help? I do. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> we no, we're going to playing soon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come up quick. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh goodness! So we got a little out of order. So Eric, I I, I read that you actually rode and. And actually, and invent it yourself. Can you take us back? Tell us how you got your start in riding. I did ride as a kid. I didn't really grow up in a horse horsey family. Um, I just wanted to, and I convinced my parents to bring me to a little farm down the road, take lessons, and I took lessons, and then started working at the barn. Pretty pretty typical thing that happens to kids who get involved. And then I invented through. Until I went to college. Once I went to college, I actually got involved. In order to pay for college, I took a job working for a construction company that was owned by a father of a kid who I was teaching. Oh, okay. And that was sort of how I segued from riding and being at a barn to building and being more interested in the construction end of it than the horse end of it. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah. Holy smokes. So and then and then and then did it just kind of like you just how did you segue into actually like uh, like how did that did that go directly into you kind of making this a living uh, you know building cross country jumps and or how did that all come about? 
Well, I graduated college with the intention of, after doing construction for three or four summers, of not ever doing that again. Um, I actually took a job working for an insurance company for three months into the, the, the fall of a year, realized that that was actually not at all for me. And then I had always wanted to build horse jumps. So I sort of followed up on some contacts who let me come and come and do this or that or the other piece. And we just kept that, kept that going till today. Wow. And can you tell us like, so can you tell us a little bit about ETB? I mean, we, we, so where we're at local here in like the Fair Hill, you know, we're, we're right outside of Chester mm-hmm. County, Pennsylvania. So we're familiar with plantation and Fair Hill. So for us, your courses, you know, we, our family and friends are riding your courses. We, you know, we're seeing your courses and your ETB buggy running around everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere <laughs> we're at. But can you tell us a little bit about what ETB does and, and the scope of and the range of work, that type of stuff you do? Is it all big courses and big four and five star stuff? Or can you tell us about the business? It's not. I mean, I, I like working for anyone who who wants to build horse jumps. I mean, we put one and two horse jumps on trucks. We build entire, I mean, we just finished the world games last year. So I'm, you know, in the, in the lead up to the world games and the lead up to fair Hill, we're still going to sell, you know, horse jumps in the, as ones and twos and fives and 25s and whatever, whatever denominations people want. I, I always want to work for people who, know what they want and want who I can help become. I guess my goal is always to help people fulfill their goals, whether that's to go to a beginner novice course or whether that's to win a training level or whether that's to go to a five-star. That's sort of always been my fundamental goal and how I figure out what's important to me and who I'm going to work for and why I'm going to work for them is people who I can help them get to their goal. I love it. That's awesome. We're very, we're, we're, we're friends with Boyd Martin and we, 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 mm-hmm. we've seen his schooling course yeah. grow over the years. And, <laughs> A lot. <laughs> uh, do you pretty much do everything there? Like he's got sunken roads and water. Do you do all that as well? All the, like the, the excavation stuff? We do. We actually, um, for that one, um, that one, we do a lot of the excavation work ourselves. I have the equipment to do it. I have the skills to do it. I have the knowledge to do it. I quite like doing it. Um, but being super busy, I use more and more excavators to do the work. And we were working with a, um, the excavator who helped build a lot of that stuff is actually now helping us do the five star over at Fairhill. So we've built a relationship with them. And throughout all of his work at, at Boyd's, he's learned quite a bit. And he's super, super, super excavator, uh, J&W Earthwork. And Walkers. Is that the Walkers? It's J&W. I know some excavators, they go by like J.W. Walker or something like that. So I wonder if that was this guy. No, this is, he calls himself J.W. Earthwork. Okay. He's a, um, it's a, a Jeff Pulsey. Okay. That's awesome. Have you ever done so so, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying he, um, that, that, that's the connection there. So he's, he has done a lot of Boyd's. I mean, Boyd's place is awesome. I mean, that place is so much fun to work. 
has grown into a monster. <laughs> yes. He's, he's got some... Tra- have you ever tallied up all the cross-country jumps that are out there? He's told me, I'm going to say last year he was in like the 170s or 180s. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I'm going to bet we sent at least two or three trailers there this year. That is awesome. Wow. So he's, he's easily tipping 200. You know, he's got a, so for anyone that's never been there, it's definitely in our area. It's, it's the place that people are, are, can go and they can pay a fee and they can use the cross country course and the gallops. And, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real blessing to the area and our community. But there, my favorite thing there, and Eric, I don't know. I hope, I think you built this. Hopefully you did. He has a ditching wall that is reversible. Right. Is that something that you built? Is that something you came up with or how did, uh, no, that that was actually that was actually brain, uh, Boyd's brainchild, and he had these Amish guys build it. Um, what's that? Uh, the company that does all the barns out there, uh, uh, Horizon. Horizon, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That was wild, uh, but it's the coolest thing ever. It's on rails, so the ditch is kind of under it, and then there's like a rail. See, so one side's like I think brick, brick. And, or stone, the yeah. other side's like wood. And then you can slide yeah. it either way, so you can give your horse a different look. So, sorry, it wasn't one of you. Well, that's <laughs> no, no, no. That's sort of been the super fun part with working for Boyd is he just has great, crazy ideas. Uh, you, you never know when the phone rings and it's Boyd. What exactly is coming next? Is there anything? Is there anything uh, on the horizon out there, or, or is it done? No, is there? We've got. He's still. I mean, he's injured now. What else is he going to do other than build cross country jump? <laughs> you know, it's so he's, funny. That he, he is out there moving the jumps himself. Man, that's mm-hmm. like a big toy box for him. He's always on the tractor and moving those things around. And that's what's cool, too, about people that come to school. It's always changing. Every time they come, it's different. Exactly. That's a lot of that. That. Pro- that property success is his ability to move them and change them and always keep it different. That way, every time you go there, you're, you're prepared for a new experience. That's awesome. That is really cool. And then you build, so do you also build the water jump? Like is water jumps things that I, I guess it is you build water jumps and stuff. How, how do you keep the water in a water jump? Is there like a, is there concrete under there or is that rubber? I just, I got to know. This is a question. There's a, um, there's a membrane and there's, there's a number of different membranes you can use. Uh, the, the nitty gritty of it gets a little tedious, but the short story is, is it's a, um, you know, I always call it a rubber liner. It's, um, there's, a, there's 16 different products out there, but it's, it's an impervious rubber, uh, liner that goes underneath the stone. Gotcha. And then there's fabric on top of the liner, because you to, which protects the line which protects the liner from the stone above it. Gotcha. Hmm. See, there's are the dorky things I got to know here. <laughs> I'm such, such a nerd about this stuff, and I got to tell you, I, I, at, at um at at Plantation, you also built the course out there. Plantation has my my favorite jump at Plantation is their the Plantation log where like you put in like their logo and their name and everything like that. Yeah. But it was at the water originally mm-hmm. and it has their logo. Yeah. That turned out great. That's amazing. Yeah, that's... How do you do something like that? Is that something that you hand cars or how does that happen? Cause that, I want something like that with our logo on it. So is that possible still today to do something like that? 
Yeah, no, they're they're pretty. They're actually pretty easy. You just you just make a flat spot, and then you run a router to cut away. You can either do it with raised letters, so you take away all the wood except the letters and the logo, or the opposite, where you cut it in and you cut in the the letters and the logo. And then normally that one is orange and blue. And then normally you just do a contrasting paint scheme to make them pop a little. Oh, oh wow, Karen. It's an easy jump to this make. Is what I want. This is what I want for Christmas from <laughs> oh, Eric. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Not from Eric, from you. From Eric. So we'll be talking after the show. So we might have to sell a few more. Uh, a, 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 a few, I might have to sell some blood or something. Yeah. There, but <laughs> that's what I want for Christmas. This uh, is right. But it is my favorite jump because I think it's so unique and it's, and it's just like, it's just awesome. I just love it. So that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a that, that's a that's an that's a great piece of property. That's another event that's really been fun to be involved in. I've been involved there probably at least ten years now. Wow! No, so it was it was fun for them to get that CCI, and it's been a lot of fun seeing that thing develop. Getting involved with Mikey S there, and now now Jeff um, Jeff Kibbe's there uh, along with Mike doing the design work. And they, you know, every year that gets better. You know, they have that, that beautiful runes there. That was mm-hmm. that was lots of fun to figure out how to get the horses in and through that and all the mouths and clean that whole thing up. That took, I mean, they've been working on it since before I got there. They've been cleaning it up. And, you know that those those that foundation is ruins. They're they're on basically every course, even like in their unrecognized or low level stuff. That everyone gets to kind of ride yeah. through or past or around. And there's every time every year, I'm like, how, I'm amazed at how there's a a new route that has been kind of concocted to get through that place, especially at like the at the big one in the uh, in September. So that's a lot of yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I love it there. Hey, and do you ever do show jumps too? Is show jumping are show jumps your thing too, or do you stick with just cross country? I do do a few show jumps every year. I think I probably do less and less of them as I just haven't had time to. I just haven't had time and the focus to get really, really, really good at it. To be really good at building show jumps, you have to have a CNC machine to cut out all those shapes quickly, effectively, and efficiently. Okay. Uh, so. A lot of times, if I, if I do build a show jump, I just hire the CNC workout, which isn't all that terribly expensive, but it is just a little time-consuming to order it and, and so on and so on. And we've just been so, so, so busy building cross-country jumps. Yeah. Just a little. Bit. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever, like, get the plans for a course and you just say to yourself, like, at, at, like the WEG, like you said you did the WEG course. There was like, was it like the moonshine still jump on there? Like, do you ever like look at the plans and say, "Holy smokes, how am I going to do this?" Or, <laughs> or, or, or is it exciting for you when you see something kind of yeah? Crazy? I mean, every every good day. I mean, that's that's really what gets you out of bed and gets your blood up is those kinds of problems. <laughs> uh, you know, where a designer wants something that you know you can do, but you don't know how you're going to do it. And normally, you know, you just sort of stick that problem in the back of your head somewhere and just drive around and do the things you're, you're going to, you're going to do in your, in your normal day. And, you know, the answer, the problem, the solutions start coming, coming forward in your brain. Um, there's a, um, I work a lot with a Dylan Barry, 
who works with me, who's a, who uh, is a Canadian, uh, who's also really good at those same kinds of problems. We have a really good relationship in talking through those problems. Um, like Bruce's field last winter. I don't know if you saw all those fences we did yeah. at Bruce's that field. That were all those. That's probably one of the most fun set of horse jumps I've built in my career. Oh. And we did it. We did it over about a month and a half. And it's it just really fun to have somebody who you can talk through ideas. You know, somebody who's willing to tell you that your idea is really pretty bad and we just shouldn't <laughs> go down that road at all. <laughs> you made like a, miniature, like a miniature Aiken, right? Like a bunch of little Aiken landmarks and things? Yeah, it was all Aiken landmarks. The uh, post office and the church and uh, <laughs> so there was cool. a bomb for the... <laughs> Uh, you know that that thing that was that was tons of fun. That's the, those are the kind of projects that really get you out of bed. Wag was another one. We had lots of creative things, both of which were Mark Phillips courses. Mark always has some great challenges ahead of you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm thinking of another Mark Phillips course that is at the, at the Devon Arena eventing. You're always there, and that's a Mark Phillips mm-hmm. course. And um, what you guys do. Uh, every year we're there and we watch your, your truck and trailer come in and you bring all the equipment to move I don't know jumps. how you get through I have those no roads. Idea. That's got to be – is that nerve-wracking for you or is that fun? Like is that, a, is that a great day at the office or is that like – because that's in the middle of a city for anyone that's never been there. It's, it's, that place is just, it's incredible what, what you guys do and how quick you put everything up. Yeah. I think you call that type two fun. Type one fun is like <laughs> is like being on a roller coaster where it's just fun. Type two fun is the kind of fun where it's fun when it's over. Because uh, <laughs> not it's the, so much fun once you put all those fences back down on the ground at Fair Hill. Right. And nothing's broken. Nothing's a disaster, and you drive away. It's so much fun at that point. <laughs> I mean, do you guys put but those yeah, things some, in, set them up, stake them all down, like everything. I mean, for anyone that maybe watches from home, I mean, every one of those cross country jumps, you guys are pounding into the ground too, so they don't move. Somebody knocks one. It's just an incredible. I get nervous just watching the truck come in and try to make those turns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just getting attracted. Yeah, train. it's it's a lot of logistics. It's um. It's a super fun challenge. I mean, it's fun to sort of work at night instead of during the day. And there's, there's a lot about it that's so different than your normal life. Wow. But it's a, it's a good, it's, it's high adrenaline. I mean, the one that was even more extreme than that was when we did Central Park. Oh, oh yes. Where, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was the most high risk thing I've ever been part of <laughs> and the most, the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> oh, that's amazing where did those jumps come from were they original or did they come from someplace up in new york we built one or two of them but they were all um it's it's you know it's mark Bellissimo who's the promoter of of uh, of the central park show so they all came out of Tryon, where we had good inventory wow. for venting jumps yeah Ooh, so that's a that, that was a hike too getting, yeah imagine the people on the road seeing those jumps that trailer coming up the highway <laughs> That's quite the sight. Now it sounds like you're there's for for at least the, for at least the eventers there's like maybe a month and a half or two months off for the professionals. Do you ever have like a downtime? Is there like are you just constantly going year round three sixty five? We're constant. We're constantly going. I mean, I always I always like um, 
I like the time between Fair Hill and, say, you know, late January. It's sort of when I get my most difficult, most complicated projects done, because you have the headspace to really focus on the construction end of the business, as opposed to the setup and the brushing and, and all the other things that happen during the competition season. Your your head sort of gets filled up with all those uh, logistics problems of getting all this stuff set up and the date, the uh, the demands of the the schedule. Hmm. It's incredible. I love watching what you guys do, or like even just putting like the brush in the brush drums and then packing it in tight and then coming back and trimming it and sculpting it. It's just a, my my another one of my favorite jumps is the crab you guys made out of brush. That was uh, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was a good one. That was a long time ago. Yeah, we need. To, we need to bring that back for the five star. Amen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, That's Maryland it. crabs. The Maryland it. crab jump. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a exactly. simple brush jump, but then all the, the brush around it was just at re- ridiculous. With the legs long. and the claws. It was crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. Man, oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, uh, do, like, did you ever tally up, like, how many weeks a year you're traveling? Uh, or, or is that just kind of. A blur. I think it's probably better not to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would say it's probably every, it's probably, my goal is to be home every other week. Gotcha. Ho- home a week, gone a week, home a week, gone a week. And I'm not sure I always achieve that. Yeah. And then how many, um, how many people do you have helping you, you know, b- building and setting up jumps and stuff? It's, it's normally like for Fairhill, it was a team of four, including myself. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's amazing. Holy yeah, smokes. that's incredible. <laughs> I would have thought it was a crew of forty. You got it. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> it takes a lot of getting up early and staying up late. Gotcha. Uh, and now, and just back to the Fair Hill thing a little bit. I'm sorry, I jump around, but I'm a scatterbrain. <laughs> so the Fair sorry? Hill, how long? Like right now, you're still in the Earth movement phase. So now, right now, for I guess a, the, a, a short period of time here, you're going to be you're working on that, and then. How, how long do you think you'll be like over the next year getting fair Hill ready? How much time do you think you're estimating will be put into getting this five star together? Um, I mean, we have the test event to do, which is, you know, the normal fair Hill um, spring event oh, wow. is going to be there is going to be a four star short on the five star cross country course oh. will be the test event okay. for the five star. Um, so if you include all that, I I would bet it's I bet it's fifteen twenty weeks of the year will be spent with Fairhill. That's Oof. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, remembering too that you know the thing with Fairhill compared to Wag is that Fairhill's on my calendar. So it you know last year every other year it's taken you know five to ten weeks, mm-hmm. and this year it's going to take more time. Whereas when you have like a Wag, which is a one off. You have all your normal stuff happening, and you have this other big monster sitting in your calendar. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So in some respects, Fairhill's really not that that hard. Once we get past this earthwork part, it'll be fun and mostly mostly downhill from there. 
Awesome. Hey, two. It's a it's a one more dorky question, but it's in two parts. <laughs> so, grass. Is there a particular grass that's best, or like maybe for Fair Hill? I, I'm sure different parts of the country, different grass. But is there? Do you guys are you guys so like particular down to the type of seed you're using? And is there a perfect height? Like, is there a preferred height for a cross country course of the the, the grass height? Well, for the, the type of grass, the, the, the grass that's the happiest here in the, we'll call this the mid-Atlantic, is most of the fescue grasses. And the traditional fescue is a bit clumpy. You know, when you go out into a paddock, say, in the early spring, and you see all those, every, all the clumps of the fescue get green first. Yeah, okay. It's not smooth and even. So what the seed companies have done is gone through and made a hybrid uh, fescue which is what we've put in at plantation. So you've seen over the years at plantation going from that really thick, heavy kind of clumpy grass to a much smoother style fescue mm-hmm. where each blade sort of comes up out of the ground. They don't come up as a big clump, which always makes the ground feel a little uneven. And it, when you mow it, it sort of dies in the middle sometimes as it gets burnt and scalped and the edges are long. So it, any of the hybrid fescues, there's, you know, a million seed companies creating the next best thing. But in a, in a broad stroke, that's what I would say for the mid-Atlantic. Obviously, as you get down into Aiken, now you're into the, uh, like the, I guess they call them cool season or warm season grasses, which is the um, Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And it, again, Bermuda is a, there's a hybrid Bermuda. There's many hybrid Bermudas that are nice, smooth, soft. Uh, thick, heavy, good turf grasses for horses. As far as height, I'd say five, six inches is wow. about how high you want you want the grass to be. Gotcha. Um, deeper than I thought it would be. Yeah, because if you if you actually stood it up, it would be about five. You know, the mowers when they go across actually pull them up a little bit and then cut them off, and then the grass lays back down, so it looks shorter than it is. If you stood it up straighter, it would look longer than it is. Gotcha. Um, and then, obviously, as you get down into the Carolinas, where you're using your Bermudas, the Bermuda just won't get as long as the fescue, which is unfortunate because all the horse people like that longer fescue-style grass because it's it's holding moisture. It's creating a cushion. I love it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I, I just, it just interests me so much because of the fact that Fairhill's coming out of the ground, and you know, it's 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 been a little while since a, a, a course has been built out of the ground, and I'm just I just I'm just a nerd. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm geeky, but um, who knows? So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So no, it, it's always it's always fun to get a new to get a new course. It, it's. It's it's exciting. Yeah, and yeah. they're not building any new. I mean, you know, we're not making any new open space. You know, so these are getting fewer and fewer. You know, these opportunities are getting less and less of, of mm-hmm. starting new stuff. So, is the is the one Fair Hill side going to end? Like, is that the part? Like this last weekend where we had Fair Hill International? Is that no? Longer? No, the plan is for that other side to continue to be the spring short format course. So mm-hmm. it'll okay. be. It'll be probably the two, three, and four star short okay. in the coming years. Gotcha. And Only it, in the spring. 
And you said there's a test event. Is it going to coincide with the spring, or is that a different yeah. beat altogether? Okay. Yep. It'll be the spring event, the four-star that's usually on the what we'll now call the old cross-country course will be run on the new cross-country course gotcha. as it normally is run in the, in the spring. That's awesome. So we're just getting more, Karen. I know. I didn't anything. even know we this. We still get to keep, 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 keep stay on the <laughs> yeah. old, old Eric, just a little fun fact. Fairhill's so special to Karen and myself that and we've been going there for as long as we can remember. We actually found our home because of Fairhill International. <laughs> we actually wow. We actually left Fairhill and we weren't we, we we knew where Fairhill was and we knew roughly of the area but we didn't know the area well and we left out of Fairhill and said we just we love it down here and let's, we said let's just go drive and get lost and find our home and there it was. There we, we well. We there was the land. A couple of turns, got <laughs> good and lost. Found a sign for Interstate ninety five. Said, "Well, let's start heading towards there." And um, we found a plot of land and we built a house on it. So we we we, we that's how much Fairhill means to Karen and me. <laughs> kind of a dorky story, but it's true. It's uh, I love it. Yeah. Love it there. It's a beautiful part of the world. It is uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. We hope everyone comes. You know, we have the countryside where Fair Hill is, and then just on the other side of the highway is the Chesapeake Bay. And again, that's why where the crab comes in, where we're talking about. And uh, so it is a great place. If anyone comes to the five star or, or, or in the spring event or, or whatever in the future, really try to plan some extra time because we do have a lot of really great things to, to see. And this time of year is fantastic on the bay. It's awesome. Get some crabs and stay for a couple extra days. So (laughs) we'd love it. All right. So, Eric, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We are going to play quick fire questions. Quick fire questions. And uh, we're going to just ask you five silly questions, (laughs) but uh, just get to know you a little bit better. And uh, Quick Fire Questions is brought to you by Equiprism. Get your custom-made hay bag in your favorite colors by going to Equiprism.com. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So are you ready? All right. All right. So you're traveling all over the place, uh, delivering jumps. On your long road trips, what is on your radio? NPR. NPR. All right. Okay. Very cool. All right. Again, you're super busy building all these jumps. Do you have any other hobbies? Uh. No, no. <laughs> do, you, I, I, do you have time have a, for that? I have a fantastic, I have a fantastic eight-year-old son. Oh, so there you go. What, whatever his hobbies are, or what my hobbies are that week. Ah, oh, good. That's awesome. That's All awesome. right. Uh, do you have a favorite event that you build a course for? A favorite event? Yeah. It would. I would have to say we've talked a lot about Fairhill. It would have to be Fairhill. Fairhill, sort of where I got my start in high performance. Fairhill gave me a fantastic opportunity twenty something years ago to to do something that I didn't know how to do, and I've been thankful ever since. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. All right. Do you have a dream event that you would like to build? I uh, built the World Games. Now I'd like to build an Olympics. Ooh, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, hey, L.A. L.A.? I don't know. Oh, just throwing it out. L.A. Right. <laughs> Paris. Paris is awful pretty, too. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's just a plane ride away. Hey, that's... I hear I'm thinking small. You're thinking big. That's yeah, See? Think big. I should think Always big. think big. But on that question. Well, I'll wait till you're done. The yeah, wait till I'm done. I'll ask one more quick question. All right. Last question. 
Have you ever thought about becoming a course designer yourself? I've thought about it. I do a few little ones here and there, maybe. Um, I, I like to be, my goal is always to be the best at what I do. And I know that I can't be, I will never be a better course designer than the Mark Phillips, the Ian Starks, and the Derek DeGracias. I couldn't catch them in a million years, so I would prefer to be the best builder than the second or third best designer. Gotcha. Amen to that. Yeah. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. That's well, that, awesome. that's it. You passed. Wonderful job. A plus yeah. plus, Karen. <laughs> Especially course. you got me with that fair hoy answer because yeah. you know. So question. So back to what what that 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 question jogged my memory about doing the Olympics. How far? If someone's interested in getting your stuff, or how, how far will you ship jumps to, or how far will you go? I mean, obviously you're talking about Paris. So have you done stuff like out west or anything like that before? I've done some out, out west. I did some in California. We did Twin Rivers and Copper Meadows for a couple seasons. Um, I'm sort of I'm willing and able to go anywhere. Um, you know, I'm 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 happy to fill my calendar close to home. But for the right opportunity, I would go anywhere. We you know we did the uh, we did the Pan Ams in Canada. What would that be? Four years ago now. Okay. Uh, Dylan Barry, who I was talking about, who works with me, he just went and did the, uh, the Lima Pan Ams. Okay. I did the Pan Ams in uh, Rio, and I did the Pan Ams in Guadalajara. Wow. Uh, I've been to Mexico for other, for other smaller competitions. I love to travel. I, I like going places, and I love building high-performance cross-country courses. That's awesome. The Olympics can. And we, <laughs> yeah, and we, and we ship, you know, we ship um, portables all over the country. Uh, you know, as long as the quantities are, are decent, yeah. usually the shipping rates are, are, are reasonable. I, I like, my goal is always to ship horse jumps for about $150 a piece. Wow. And we, you know, we, uh, we work with shipping brokers and we have a different, a number of different ways to move fences around the country. Um, but I like to get them where they need to go for about $150 a piece if I can. And that's about the price point where once it gets beyond that, it might not be quite worth doing at 150 or less. Most people feel very comfortable that that's an acceptable amount of shipping to pay. Right. I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think so I too. I, I would. Yeah, I thought a lot more. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Shipping's and it basically, it's it's you know, it's overnight. It's it. Wow. How much is a FedEx envelope? The FedEx yeah. envelope, I think, is in the 20s now. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that's for a piece of paper or your house key that you forgot. Absolutely, yeah. Man, it's it's five dollars for us to ship a ball cap to somebody, it, you know, first class. So, one hundred fifty is not all that. No, bad. only one hundred forty-five more dollars. You can get a whole jump, you know. And the next day, oh man. So hey, we 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 you know we uh we know your time is precious and you're you you've been crazy busy, but just um we always like to ask a question kind of geared towards the the fans at home and and. Um, just if someone's at home and they're looking to start to get in the uh, jumping, b- building jumps or, or anything like that, do you have any like tips for someone who wants to either get into building jumps or if, if someone's trying to attempt it at home, like maybe a little tip or something like that? Well, I think if you want to build, it, it sort of depends what your end game is. If your goal is to build some horse jumps to, um, you know, to have, to have in your field and, and you're truly interested in building them, uh, you should build them. The best way to do it is to pirate 
all the good ideas that all the cross-country course builders all over the country and the world have, which is to go to competitions and take lots of pictures of the horse jump sitting there. Um, I'm always super willing to answer people's questions who call me. Um, if you can get me on the phone, I'll answer all the questions you have about how to build something. Or if you get to a point in your project that you can't get past, I'm always available. I've helped people build water jumps and, and so on. Gotcha. And, and if you really want to build horse jumps, um, come to my shop for a day, come to my shop for a week, work for me for the summer. Uh, <laughs> you know, the door is always open. There's no, there's no secrets. I love yeah, it. That's cool. awesome. Hey, if someone had a cross country course at home and you know, their, their brush is getting nasty or something like that. Do you, do you sell or ship any of that synthetic brush or anything like things like that? Do you sell any like materials? Cause I, I don't know where you would even get I, this. I, I do sell it. Um, I keep it in my inventory. We have two kinds of brushes. We have that green brush, which I always call is the sort of the Chinese stuff, uh, which is the, the boxwood. I think it comes from California. It's, um, it's what you see on a lot of cross country courses. Yeah. We also sell the safe um, safety fence, which is a bit more of the, it's the black. Boyd has quite a bit of it out on his cross country course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a little, it's a little bit more like what the steeplechase fences are made out of. Gotcha. See, for me, and that's um, I'm thinking, like, where do you get this stuff? It looks kind of like, and the black stuff kind of looks like coral to me. Yeah. It, that's what it reminds me of. Yes, exactly. Pretty awesome. So there you go. There might be some folks out there listening that say, yeah, I need to spruce up some. Yeah. They, they had a brush jump, and now it's just a log sitting there <laughs> in their field. <laughs> see how it is out there. Uh, exactly. No, all, all that stuff is really hard to find. I mean, I think that's one of our competitive advantages is I keep a shop full of lots and lots and lots and lots of stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff that it takes to build horse jumps. Uh, that's how you can build creative, fun, interesting horse jumps is to have the right products to put into them. Yeah, right. That is awesome. Man, oh man. Holy smokes. <laughs> Karen, I'm so excited. Was this awesome This or what? is great. This is awesome. Eric, this Learned was, a lot. Uh, this is fantastic. Hey, if people want to get in contact with you, what's the website? How do people contact Eric Poole? Uh, the website is etbjump.com, uh, phone numbers, addresses, everything else is, is on there. Uh, I can be reached direct on a cell phone at 860-930-3688. Awesome. Great. Awesome. I, mean, I can't wait, Karen. We're going to see Eric in the Olympics. Yes. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Holy smokes. Got to get him so, there. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see a major league eventing log with our logo in it at the Olympics someday. Ooh. Wouldn't that be good? That would be cool. That would be talk cool. To there you go. <laughs> <laughs> not, let's just say it's not on the, the course designer's design, but let's just say it just lands there. Right. Until it, all of a sudden, of course, they're like, hey, where'd this log come from? So <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Slip Erica, slip Erica five. You know, yeah, five. you'll get because that's all it will take. <laughs> oh, man. So, Eric, thank you so much for joining uh-huh. us. This was really a lot of fun. And, and for a nerd like me, uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed geeking out over picking your brain about how stuff like that works. So, thank you so much. Sure thing. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers.